right, welcome to Podcast 65. So, you know, jumping into this, uh, our team uh, is in the semifinals currently, and they just had day one yesterday. And um, and they had that, that first event that they had was wild. So uh, our team went out, and, and it, it was probably could have been one of their best events. And, you know, our team's going against a bunch of pro teams. Um, we have a, we have a fantastic team this year. And, uh, you know, so they went out there and they got a lead in their heat. It was really cool. And, uh, and then one of our, uh, teammates, Nate ran into some problems where the workout went sideways on him. And, and it's happened to me in that exact scenario before in a regional, uh, about 10 years ago to this day. So, um, I understand what that feels like when the workout goes sideways on you. So I think it might've been a nutrition issue and, and they said maybe he was in the hot tub a lot or, or something, but he, Nate is a super fit dude and, uh, is in phenomenal shape and has worked really hard, but you could just tell like certain things weren't firing and, and it went bad. He was dizzy. He was out of it right at the end of the event. And it was really cool. The team didn't panic, uh, you know, and there's a great clip and CrossFit actually posted it of, and, and it's really cool. Nate picks up the sandbag. So he has to pick up a sandbag while Kiri's completing double unders and, and, and he's hurting. And you see Kiri kick it into like another gear. And I think she's doing about the fastest double unders I've ever seen, like I've competition. Never seen anyone move that fast. Yeah, like Tori, the awesome. the uh, jump rope world champion who used to uh, train <laughs> she with us. Channeled her. <laughs> yeah, she was she was doing double unders, competition speed jump rope at the end of a workout too. Uh, on yes, a at the very high end. level where she just like dug deep and in, into like this, you know, probably yep. a gear she might not have even known she had, like just to help out. I'm, someone else, you know, and for the betterment of the the team, yeah. but it was really, really neat. It was really cool. And it's just cool to see those, those guys out there and they're, um, they're keeping a great positive attitude and they're doing well, you know, they're really battling. I think they're going to keep moving up the leaderboard, uh, throughout the whole competition and, and they've got a fantastic team and it's, it's, uh, it's really cool. It's a, it's a combination of, um, you know, like, Drake and Nate are are younger guys, where uh, Kiri and Julianne are are both. You know they've both been competing in CrossFit since 2010. You know, so our females are super experienced, especially in the. Years. Yeah, I mean, 13 years in CrossFit is like, you know, it's unheard of. It's like having a a 20 year NBA career, which you know only a handful of people have ever done that. Only a handful of people have competed as long as they have. Um, and and they're still they're still competing in an open division, not at, at age group level. So yeah. very cool. And and they're also competing extremely effectively with, you know, Nate, Kiri, and Julianne all have full time jobs um, outside of the gym. And they come in here and they train really hard. Uh, but you know, they're not in here doing you know hard work pays off programming. That's six hours a day of training. They have lives outside of the gym that they live very fully and they can still execute at a super high level. 
had to just throw that out there and really, really talk about that before we get into our topic because I'm I'm beyond proud yeah, of them and I think they're really gonna cool. they're gonna continue to get this ball rolling and, and do better and better and we'll be watching the rest of the weekend. Um, what time are they on today? Do you know? Their first event, it, it wasn't streamed. They're going to try and, uh, Darian, uh, Drake's wife's going to try and stream it through our um, Instagram on, um, you know, she's going to take over the page and just try and do like go IG live. I think that's at 3 p.m. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So, um, and then I do think they do have a, an event streamed, you know, as we're speaking doesn't matter. No one, no one's going to be listening to this until after the yeah, fact. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I'll be watching. Um, but yeah, super proud of those guys. And, uh, you know, we'll be following up, you know, next week I'll be, we'll be having a podcast with, uh, with Drake and Jack just talking about the whole weekend and, and moving forward with, uh, how we're going to do our competition stuff next year. So, um, you know, kind of piggybacking off that, our, our topic we wanted to talk about, and especially for our competitive folks, they're going to typically have like a a results-based goal. And, and we talk a lot about goal setting, and I think I've had whole like podcasts just focusing on goal setting. It's something that, you know, we chatted about this week and wanted to revisit. And, and especially as, uh, you know, our lives change and, and, and goals actually shift and change and, and should probably as, as we, we age and, and we have different things pop up in our lives. Uh, what we wanted to discuss was, um, you know, results-based goals and then process-based goals. And, you know, we were listening to, um, you know, I'll reference this podcast a lot cause it's all very relevant to CrossFit and it's, uh, Ben Bergeron's chasing excellence. And it was a, a topic that him and Julie Fouché touched on. It was, how both of them had really shifted into uh, having their goals be process-based goals. And, and it really struck home with me because I'm always a very results-based goal setter. And it's as like, as we're speaking has ran me into physical and psychological problems in real time. So as we're speaking, I'm going through, uh, issues with, um, you know, we're doing summer shred and I ran into an injury with my foot and I want to do Murph and I'm in a lot of pain and I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm grappling between like, you know, should I run? Should I do this and that? And, and, and I want to, I want to like do these things, but it's I mean, it's keeping me up at night. It's like really bothering me. Like, should I go through the pain? Should I just like shut it down? And, and, it doesn't matter really to anyone except me, but what they really talked about in this and, and, and I'm trying to really take hold. And a lot of this is just me trying to like talk through it. But, uh, you know, when Julie stepped away from competition, I mean, Julie was, uh, you know, second place at the games, maybe twice. I know she was on the podium two times and, and the year she blew her Achilles, she was, uh, you know, maybe favored to win, you know, uh, if not favored that. to win, she was right there. She was having a phenomenal year. I, I'm good friends with her, uh, her coach at the time, Doug Chapman. And, you know, she almost still made the games when she blew her Achilles out on like day two and, and was like in a boot doing stuff. I mean, 
I think she still ended up in like fifth place. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's just phenomenal. But she made this transition after that, and she had had the plan, you know. Because um, that I'm was gonna, her last year. Was it was that, her last yeah, year of competing because now I'm going to go be a doctor. Yeah. Because she, she had done she, med school it was time and for that. to move on. It's so time, to, it was time to finish it's be up. It's devastating. And, 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 you know. We had a similar thing with uh, uh, Katie Gautreaux, right? It was her last year, like uh, for our team, uh-huh. and she blew out her knee. And I, I think that she had made that her last year because she wanted to start having a family. And it was, it's pretty. Dev- I mean, to kind of bring it back to like, yeah, yeah. our gym people, and, yeah, that yeah. we know. It, it, the the cool thing about Katie is she was actually able to overcome that in within uh, that year and and make it all the way back to a, a regional um, to to pretty, finish yeah. out her career. And she yeah. she did really well out there too. It was a great finish for her. Uh, you know, backtracking back to, to Ben and Julie, like, you know, both of them were competitive CrossFitters, Julie at a, at a really high level, Ben more at like the level that I was in, like on teams and kind of trying to do it while leading a gym. And, you know, I I can really, um, see, relate to him. Yeah. I can relate a lot to him and his goals. And he's, I feel like he's actually very similar in like, he's always placed a lot of pressure on himself to compete in things. And it, and it, it, it gives him some problems. Um, so what they both started to talk about was, was more moving into, uh, rather than results-based goals for them and where they were at in life process-based goals. So for Ben, it is uh, training in the gym five to six days a week and maximizing what he can do in the gym that day without taking a step backwards. It's very simple. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. What I'll do is I'll take like an injury like I did now. And I will have been, you know, I was getting better week by week. And I'm like, okay, I started off in not great condition. We had gone and done the stem cell thing. I hadn't worked out a lot. I'm like, okay. And I have a plan. I'm going to, I'm going to hit this time at the end. And I'm able to execute on these plans often, but when something goes sideways on me, I take this injury, I'm limping around. I'm like, I've just blew three weeks and I want to get it back. And then I start to kind of panic. Like, can I do it? Can I try? And, and, uh, rather than, well, take a break, try and maximize what you can do that day and keep moving forward. I'm still having trouble doing that, but it helps you not only mentally, but physically, because you're going to, you're going to do what's best for your body rather than I have, I have this goal. And this isn't like a, uh, you know, if I'm going to the CrossFit games or, or whatever it is, like you need to push through a certain amount of pain. You need to try and you know, make sure you're ready and prepared. But if you're just training to train, like you don't really need to do that. Well, and to kind of bring it back to like our level and just us personally, and it really got me thinking a lot about like, um, you know, we, we each have those goals that we're too attached to in life. So coming from like the bodybuilding era, coming from like owning a nutrition company, my focus has always been too much on uh, the aesthetics of my body (laughs) physically. And when I get too focused on that, um, I really don't get to where I want to be. And, and then it just got, it kind of got me thinking too, like, 
what do we do in life? Because I feel like we have a decent amount of success for normal people. What do we do in life in the areas that we're successful? Like, how do we handle that? And I think one area we've always done really well with was business. Um, but we don't think about it as business and making more money. We never have. Like, mm-hmm. from the first time we met, the, the you know, we're kind of sharing dreams and, like, goals. And it was always about being better, being better, being better. And that's the process and refining the process. And I feel like that's something we've done. We all know we've got to make money, right? <laughs> we all know we want to feel good when we throw on an outfit or go to a pool. We all know that. But if you focus on that outcome, um, it really kind of uh, cheapens the whole process and, and, and it, it cheapens the reward once you get there. Um, and I think it's because it's uh, what really popped into my mind today Um I was talking about this, like our topic today with Lexi. Um, it, it's Abraham Maslow, um, I think in the 1940s. Uh, it just kind of reminded me of like psychology 101. When this I, hierarchy? Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. when I was in uh, at OSU and learning about this hierarchy and the different levels of the hierarchy. And on uh, this bottom level, and I just pulled it up today as like a refresher, um, You've got food, water, sleep, and what was interesting is sex is in there. And I'm thinking like, okay, these goals that we have that we're too tied into this outcome, why is it that we're too tied into that outcome? And, you know, it it all comes back to like your ego and how you feel about yourself. And one of those basic levels, and and to me, I mean, this is up for interpretation, but a lot of what we do is to almost make ourselves more attractive the opposite sex and it has that wrong attention intention so you know maybe for attention <laughs> um like if if we want to become a better athlete um if we want to uh make more money it's almost like making you more marketable um and that can serve you for uh, maybe a period of time but you're dwelling on the outcome so much that it becomes physically and mentally it mentally exhaust you, which then physically exhausts you with, which then causes much more burnout where if you're always focused on the process and refining the process and showing up every day, giving it your 100%, but even within that daily routine, not focusing so much on the end result. So I'm going to show up, I'm going to do this workout. I'm going to do the best I can. But if I'm too tied into that end product, that end goal then we're back to one of those uh, low, they call it deficit needs. So it's a lower level need. And if you're working with lower level needs, then you're not reaching your full potential of self-actualization, which is the highest level of, of this chart. So at the highest level, you are reaching your full potential. You are focusing on others. You're creative. Basically, you're out of your head mm-hmm. <laughs> is kind of what they're like. You're You're there for the benefit of, uh, the people, which is really neat to like watch Kiri yesterday. And, and yes, it benefits the team. It benefits her, but she's not doing that because it's comfortable. She's doing that to help Nate out. And that was just such a neat freaking thing to see because it's really like putting herself, she's exhausting herself. And it was almost to the detriment of probably her flow at that point, but she was motivated to do that. And you could tell her working that hard fired her up. Like she almost had this extra level after doing all that, because she's just there in the flow, focusing on other people. If we could all learn to do that and channel that and, and 
being better for the sake of bettering everyone else, it just naturally happens that you're going to get closer to your goal. You might even blow that goal out of the water. And, and that's the areas that I feel like we have overexcelled in are not the areas that we have focused on personally. For me, it's not, I have like thought about my body so much that I'm now like back into bodybuilding and making my body better than it was. My, I mean, it's changed. And I think in some ways it's neat, but I don't think it's better. And it's probably because I've just focused a little too much on it. And it's something I continue to work on, but you haven't become in better shape because you focused on that more. That's the outcome that always hurts you or your performance. You have not performed at your optimal level because you focus on it more when you focus on the process. So like, you know, even last year when you were focused on sparring with the guys and hanging out with them and that was your, that was like your flow and you were having fun. That's when you got better at boxing. Mm -hmm. When you focus on like the community and, and um, just like for me to focus on just the process of eating healthy and fueling my body and having healthy meals with our family. So our whole family is healthier. That helps me be in better shape because then I don't overanalyze it. And not to mention when you're focused on food all the time, it makes you want to eat more <laughs> and you can't really like, it, it's just like this hyper focus. So if anyone that's done bodybuilding shows that you focus so much on food, you become obsessed with it. And you can't have it and you can't have it and you have too much. And it's just always this thing. And I think it, the same can be applied to anything, whether it's fitness and wanting more and wanting more. And then next thing, your, your hour long workout is now two and a half hours because you have to warm up for 45 minutes with this special like routine that is like almost like a good luck charm. And then you've got to do all this extra stuff afterwards and it, it, it becomes too much. And, and, Put it simply, you're just doing too much and breaking your body down. To put it simply in like in terms of like an aesthetic goal, for me where I break down, I focus on it too much. So then I'm always thinking about it and probably just eat a little too much where if I just didn't focus, I'd be able to tap in and ground and, and feel what feels right. Yep. So if you focus on refining the process, um, that is more of a higher level need, but you need these basic needs met. So then that comes in, like, if you, I think if you keep finding yourself too focused on the end goal, uh, this is just my opinion, you need to look at what, what are you not, or what have you not worked through from previous experience, your childhood, I mean, family dynamic, friends, whatever, work through that stuff so then you can move on past that and be focused on the process because you will never be happy with only the outcome. That's not to say you shouldn't try your best, but you know, even like for the games or whatever, maybe, you know, maybe Rich Froning's intention, yes, I'm sure was to always win. I don't know if that's healthy, right? If your intention is to always go there and do the best, then that's much healthier. You can't control. Well, I, I think I don't know that it was. You well, know, I don't know. I'm yeah. just saying. So I I think it was once he got there, and I think that's why he stopped. He 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 could have definitely won it probably two more years after he did. Yeah. And he bet. and he decided to go onto the team because he enjoyed working out. With those people, yeah. and he felt better, and it took all the pressure off of him, and yeah. he just enjoyed the process. And in that process, I remember seeing him the following year, and and there was a, a good example. Um, he 
he got he continued to get fitter. I think he won the open the year the first year he went team and and pretty easily beat Matt Frazier in one of those like face-off workouts, yeah. you know, when he was like retired from individual. I remember uh talking to his cousin Darren, who I think helps program like the mayhem stuff, out at the games and, and was just asking him about it. And uh and he kind of described that he was like, yeah, you know, it's a lot of pressure to just like go out there in that last year. It really bothered him. Like he was just a little nervous and and this and that. And um, he's like, he, he's actually like way better this year. Uh, just training. He just wanted to train with the guys and yeah. stuff around, or you know, around uh, Tennessee and just hang out with, with everyone and, and enjoy that process. And every time I've had a lot of success athletically, or at least the most even like when I was on our team that went to the games, it was all because the process was super fun. We actually didn't even have this big intent and goal on the games until we were halfway there. So all we did is we just had a really good group training together every day. So we just trained together and it was fun. And then, you know, as all that stuff came, started to come up the compet like, you know, we were all intent on signing up to do the open and, and try and see how we would do. As it came up, we looked around, we're like, Hey guys, we should, you know, we had some people who were going to maybe qualify individually. Like let's form a team. I think we're pretty good. Yeah. And, it, but the focus, we weren't hyper focused on it. We had no idea how we would do even when we went out there until the goal wasn't even like really making the games until we were like done with the second day. And it was like, okay, like we're in second place right now. We need to, you know, we're going to try and make the games, but that wasn't the, the focus. It was always after that, or like once you had accomplished something like that, that it got really tough because now it was very results based or it takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Or later on when the sport for me in <laughs> CrossFit, I can really talk about like the sport started to accelerate really fast because I was in the beginning phase of it and these weightlifting numbers started really going up. So I started to have very specific weightlifting goals that I needed to hit these benchmarks to try and stay with the curve of the sport. Like I need to be able to like clean and jerk. 315 pounds. I need to be able to snatch 245 and I'm, you know, 25, 30 pounds away from some of these lifts. And I'm, I'm just going crazy on these, uh, strength cycles and I'm getting hurt because I'm pushing them a little too hard. I'm not letting the weights come. I'm trying to force them up. And, and that's when I really started to run into problems and issues instead of being in the process and letting things come to me, I tried to force them. And then in doing that, it wasn't fun. And I ran into, I ran into problems. Um, so, I mean, I think we can even take this, like add on another layer. It's not only being in the process, but it's more like getting out of your head and being in a community. Yes. And yeah. that's what brought, that's what makes CrossFit so cool. Yep. You're all, I mean, the first time I remember coming to your gym, I just fucking loved it. Like I was like, these are my people. I was so tired of being at lifetime and everybody's got headphones on and they're staring at themselves in the mirror. And I'm like, I've been staring at myself in the freaking mirror for like, the last 10 years with these shows yep. and I'm tired of it. I don't want to look cute. I want to slam the fucking barbell down. I'm going to get dirty. I want to have snot blown out my nose. I don't care. 
Like, I don't care. You know, I'm not here to look a certain way. I'm here to like be with the group and be a part of something. And that's what makes life fun. That's why we're all here. And if you get too tied into that, like me and here, it's like, it does matter. Like if you're, I mean, a weak link and and a chain on a, a team, it sucks. We all have our weaknesses. But it's almost like you need to make yourself stronger to make the the whole chain of the team stronger. And that's your focus. The, the, the focus is about, you know, other people, which is another thing that's kind of interesting. I was diving into this today, just kind of reading about Maslow's hierarchy. And, um, you know, I just found this little tidbit of research. I uh, just want to kind of quote it right. But... Um, Research shows that valuing your own happiness and obsessively focusing on it has paradoxical effects. That is, focusing on your own happiness can make you less happy. Altruism brings happiness, the action of acting for the benefit of others. So that's what we're talking about, yep. you know, and and I think you can apply that to anything in life, anything in life. You just got to bring a community around you. So even if it's... um I mean, and I kind of do this now, not realizing it, but like with, with my body goals that every year, I kind of want to go through a, a phase where I really refine. I feel like that's important for, um, my character to go without, um, without alcohol, be a little uncomfortable, really like this refining process, um, not getting too attached to food and alcohol and, and, fun and, and, and really like, Hey, you know, I'm just going to go through like a, a more, um, calm, quiet time. And I bring Lexi and Maddie in on it. Hey, we're going to do like a photo shoot. We're going to make this fun. We're going to keep at a fun level, but bringing others in on your goals. And even if that's like specific goals that you have, finding someone to train, Dan will do that. He'll always have a partner in the gym and he, he, he's had different random goals throughout the years. Working hitting, on bench press or yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll, have, he'll bring a guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll yep. find somebody like, Hey, you want to do this with me? We're going to try to work up to a hundred pull-ups and, and just bringing someone in there with you. It, it helps. It just creates like that community that we all need. Yep. And that's what sticks. And that's, that's what lasts a long time where if you just have so much focus on yourself and, and, how you can be better, it, it actually backfires. Yeah. <laughs> you focusing on how you can be happier makes you less happy. Yeah. And, and the more we can think about that, and not to mention is probably because we're focused on this goal that when you attain it, you are not happier. And, and you know, we were just discussing that this morning. I think it's really cool. You boxed last year, you won, and you were on a high for about a day. And then I think the bottom really fell out where you had to have some sort of sense of feeling that that didn't do for me what you thought it would. Sure. Yeah. Always. It's always like that. Um, I think that's a big, you know, all of this is in, it's in my, it's always been in my head, but like starting to put it together and starting to zoom out and, and see it really helps. And, you know, I battled, uh, you know, a whole group here, you know, for, for over a year with, um, our competitive side of the gym and, you know, COVID kind of changed some of our class schedule and our level two group and and things like that kind of fell apart for a while. And, and what happened was, uh, you know, what's very popular overall in CrossFit gyms is there's a community class like we do with our all levels. 
And then each gym will typically have a few people who are very competitive and, and want to do well in the open and, and, and quarterfinals and all of that. And that group of people typically will move to the corner of the gym and the earbuds go in and they start executing these workouts um, through an app. It's almost like everyone's trying to get ahead on their own. Yes. I have a secret. I'm going to, you know, yeah. and, and you've, you know, you've been close with different competitors that have done that at like, kind of be like, well, don't let anybody know I was in here early today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, and it might even be a training buddy. And then, you know, it karma or whatever, but like those people end up usually getting hurt. Well, <laughs> you know, and what I was really getting to is you start to lose that, that community and that why like people get into CrossFit and they start enjoying it. They want to get a little bit better at it because it's really fun to train in this group of people. And, you know, you're kind of competing with them and, you know, against them. And, and, and it's, it's a fun, it's a gamifies this whole workout thing. And then it's like a, a worldwide thing and, and you want to get better at it. And the way our gym always had a lot of success was creating community with the competitors and, and everyone pushing each other and wanting to show up and be a part of that group and work hard. And, and you're seeing people do these movements. They're giving you tips. You're like getting this instead of if you're looking at an app that says, Hey, do this handstand walk. It's a lot different than seeing someone, you know, point their toes or like make this adjustment. You're like, Oh, that's what I'm not doing. Like all of these things always worked so well in getting us better. It's why CrossFit mayhem. Yeah. They had rich Froning, you know, in part they had rich Froning, but in a huge part because he created a community of people who all trained together all the time, all year round and, and made it a lot of fun. And when we did that, that's when we had success. And that's why we've had success again this year after a year when we did not because people were scattered doing their own thing, this and that. Now that we have that group, everyone's rowing in the same direction. You get to see that success come through. Now they do have, they do have that results-based goal, but the process is so much more enjoyable. They're having fun with it. They're having fun they're with it. just trying yeah. to be better. Yeah. And I think that's, a, you know, by and large, everything that I hear from people, it was more so last year, coming off of COVID was I got really out of shape. Why? We were isolated. Yeah. I mean, that really says something like you could, well, shit, you've got all the time in the world to work out. Why wouldn't you be in better shape? Because you were sad, you were isolated, and 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 you yeah, could you can, be. A lot of these people have fully equipped garage yeah. gyms and have the means to train. It's not that you had to buy more. shitty yeah. food or drink extra alcohol. You and and I think for us it was like a saving grace for us that we needed to be strong to hold up this community. And we yeah. felt this big responsibility, but it was just that even if we couldn't be around people, the idea that we are holding this together and we've got to do it. Like we cannot fall apart. We're like the glue, like we're, we're like the parents of the family. And it, it just, it's really the psychology of all this matters so much more than we well, to, understand to that, to that point, and, and I'm not saying this to like, say you, you can never quit my gym or anything like that. But to that point, you know, oftentimes, you know, it, it, 
people will want to maybe build out like a home gym, which I think it's actually great to have equipment and things at home. If you, if you're short on time, it can keep you in a rhythm. You're traveling a lot. Yes. And you need a, yeah. It keeps you, it keeps you, uh, on the path and steady. And like, I'm, and you make sure like you get that workout in yeah. and, and it's going to be maybe suboptimal. But what I was getting at is when you start, when you stop having that, that why it's very rare that I, I don't think I, I can honestly say in 15 years, I don't know if I've ever seen someone set up their home gym, leave this environment, set up a home gym. And then I run into them on the street and they look way fitter. Yeah. It's never happened. They've always gained some weight or they look softer, skinnier, you know, like in, in not, in not a, like a, a fit. They've lost fitness no yeah. matter what. Yeah. And it's because that why is it's just less like going into your cold garage, you know, in the middle of winter to like hit back squats and like, you're not doing the full warm up you would do with the class. You're not talking and, 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 Oh, I, I want to go back and see those guys. And like all the hormones and stuff that come with like being happy and social and around people, it's different. You don't, you know, there's so many aspects to just coming in and being in that group. Like a lot of it is just get, get you out of your head. It does. And that's, yeah. Like I've, I've, you know, I've been in this game since I was nine, 19, actually younger, 18. And I'll, I'll think back to like different times. Um, I would always like to personal, I was a manager at Lifetime Fitness and I would personal train with this um, older trainer, Ron, because uh, he hated meetings. I was like, okay, Ron, fuck it, whatever. Like you can just train me <laughs> for this 30 minutes. We need to have a meeting. I need to ask you about a couple, couple people you're training or whatever. And he loved to train me because I would work so hard, but I hated training one-on-one -on -one with him. And the more I kind of thought about that, I'm like, I don't, I don't like this. I can't get out of my head. He's asking me how I feel. And I'm like, don't, don't ask me, please. Cause yeah. I'm going to focus on, well, my knee hurts or ah, I'm tired or this. You just tell me to do it. I'll go. And, and like, even like I, I train with Dan once a week and I pull Lexi in with me mm -hmm. and, and we'll kind of honor like what our bodies need, but it really helps me to not always think about exactly what's going on in my body. Most of the time that shit will work itself out. If I just don't ignore the big alarms and, and we focus on all the small stuff that's, there's always stuff that's wrong. Oh yeah. Whether it's in our body or with our business, there's always things we can improve on. And if you just focus on like accepting the, the, you know, accepting the aches and pains and moving through it, accepting like, Hey, we need it. Yeah. We're always going to need to work on, the gym and refining the processes and, and let's tighten up this or tighten up that except accepting, you know, with my body, I was even just thinking about this today. Like there's mirrors and barbell and like, how can I, how can I move through this and accept all the parts of me that I don't necessarily like and love them. And I hear people say that all the time. It's really, it comes back to self-love because if you have this, end goal, that's perfection. That's perfection. That's, we're never perfect. Our bodies aren't perfect. Our minds aren't perfect. That's why people love each other is for their imperfections. When I think about our kids, especially like it's, it's Charlotte's little quirks. It's Oscar's little quirks. It's your little quirks. How can you do that with yourself? So, you know, whether that's a performance thing, like 
I run super long strides. It looks hilarious when I sprint. It's kind of funny if I can just laugh at that and be like, okay, well, I run like shit. I'm trying to be a little bit better, but it's kind of funny because I still can run at a decent clip and I always have been able to. So you can make fun of my Phoebe run, but you know, I'm going to end up doing okay anyways. So that's fine. And just love that. And we all have sticking points with that though. It's hard for me with my body, whether it's like seeing cellulite or, you know, my shape isn't quite where I want it to be. How can I love that and put that and just accept it and move forward because you get hung up on these imperfections and then you're not, you're not look, you're not refining the process anymore. You're hung up on this small thing, which is that, that goal that that's your focus instead of always refining your process. Well, you can, you can be better if you can move through what your body's telling you and still move in the direction. If it's gaining strength for you to become um, a better athlete that you're always focusing on that strength part. If it's, um, you know, with, with aesthetic goals and summer's coming up, I try to tell my clients always have like a focus. Like for me, it's really hard to have dinner with my family and not pick around afterwards at the kids' food that they don't finish (laughs) and have some sort of reason why I need to do that. Um, Or just simply overeat a little because I'm relaxing and I'm enjoying myself. That I don't think the answer is to not enjoy myself. I don't think the answer for you to get in better shape is to like grind through, do more things that you don't enjoy, but like kind of take your medicine, like and enjoy that process and then shut it down. Um, I think food, I think exercise, I think alone time, it can all be medicine and should be medicine for us. It's all in how we uh, dose it out. 100%. Um, yeah, I think that's a good place to, to kind of leave it. Um, you know, I think just wrapping up what, what I would say is, is think about how you envision your goals and, and then maybe reframe them and, and look, look a little bit deeper at, are you enjoying the process? And, and if you're, if you're not and the goal is, is really, um, stressing you out or, or making things not fun, get back to enjoying the process and see how that makes you feel. And, and I think what you'll see is those goals that, that you have and had will come a lot easier without all the, the pressure and effort that it feels like. Yes. So. And one more thing, just it's coming. my clients that do focus on the process see results so much faster. I just had a new client this week within the last week. She's like, you know what I did this week? And her body changed so much in one week. She's only three weeks in. She's like, I just decided to start enjoying the process. And it's like all this stress melted off of her, body fat melted off of her. She's having fun. She's pushing. She's doing power hours. They all, My clients that focus on the process always see better results. And it's it's almost like it should be contradictory, but it, it's not. Yeah. All right, guys. 